Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Hey friends, podcasting starts flying by, huh? This is episode five. We're cruising along and I'm realizing that it was maybe time to expand on episode one because when I wrote that speech for the Mastermind event, I actually wrote a longer one um, and was asked to shorten it. And I'm feeling like it's time to share the longer version, which had some more detail, and also time to share some more about my story, which I will continue to explore and to share with you um, as we continue forward on this journey. But there's some things about me that I think could be really helpful to you as you move forward in your life after abortion or in supporting women. So I'm going to read the original version of that speech, which some of it is very similar, and then some of it is it gives a little more explanation as to what was what was going through my mind and where my head was at um, making this really big decision and then seeing and recognizing that I knew I had to make it, but I didn't even fully understand all of it until after and like the pieces started coming together and making more sense and I think that's really important a lot of times when we make big decisions in our life we know in our gut like we know instinctively and intuitively that we have to make a choice about something could be a new job or having children or not having children or a relationship but sometimes we just know And we don't really know why until we look back. And I think that is so much my story with abortion is that I knew so much, but I didn't completely understand. And I'm still figuring out all the pieces. So um, now we are many months past um, the time that I originally wrote this, but it starts 27 months ago. And I'm going to read that to you again, the full version. So... 27 months ago, I did a thing I said I would never do, and then I named her. Eight days after it happened, I started reading Kate Northrup's Money, A Love Story, and I cracked open a new journal. The first page of that journal reads, My Money Love Story. I had an abortion so I can become a multimillionaire and change our family money story. Dear baby, thank you. Our time together was not wasted. I know you know that, but I'm just figuring it out. I need your help here. I need you to step up to this plate with me. I'm ready to hear you in a whole new way. We can do this together, even though you're not here in body. Let's go get them. Love, Mom. After the words landed on the paper, I felt exhilarated and awed. I don't know where it came from. Making money was definitely not one of the conscious factors in my decision-making, but there it was, all laid out in black ink. Then came the shame. 
What kind of mother aborts her baby to become a multimillionaire? What if people find out? What will they say? If abortion is my motivation, then this money is blood money. And because the shame wasn't enough, my brain decided to sprinkle on some doubt. And what I mean by sprinkle is this. Page two of the journal reads this. I don't have what it takes to become a multimillionaire. Followed by 61 reasons I couldn't possibly make that much money. I'm not brave enough. I'm afraid of my feelings. I'm afraid of my power. I'm afraid I'll sacrifice my kid's childhood. My voice shakes when I speak. 61 reasons to validate that not only was I a baby killer, but I was a baby killer and a failure. But somehow, despite this madness in my head, I had faith. There was a belief in me that kept floating to the surface. This happened for a reason. She came here for a reason. That's when I named her. It was an entire year later that I realized I named her, but I had named her long before the letters came into clarity. G-R-A-C-E. Grace. As a noun, it means a simple elegance or refinement of movement. Abortion was far from simple. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, yet she made it simple. She made it obvious. She broke the pain into bearable chunks with her whispers of the soul. Words of clarity, mother to child. Also, as a noun in Christian belief, a divinely given blessing. She was a blessing in disguise, but no less a blessing, and she has blessed me in ways my living children never could. Also, the noun, the condition or fact of being favored by someone. Favored by a soul I'll never meet. She chose me. She picked me. She gifted me this complicated and deeply rewarding human experience of walking other women through their healing journey. And as a verb, grace means to do honor or credit to someone or something by one's presence. I am here in honor of her. This is now my work. This is my service, my service to her and my service to humanity. And so it is. Her name is Grace and she's the thing I thought I'd never do. When she came to me, I was deep in network marketing the top of a small company leading others to a pa on a path to freedom through a vehicle of Chinese medicine. By default, I figured it was time to step up my game and earn the multi-millions that that company had told me was possible. But she kept whispering, not this. I was scared, but I knew she was right. Not this. One year later, I found Brooke and committed to coach training, but it wasn't until after certification I realized I had an abortion so I can become a multimillionaire and change our family money story. Now I see I chose coach training so I can support women after abortion. She's still whispering. She nudges me when I get off track. She wakes me up when I lose hope. She keeps whispering and I'm still scared, but I keep listening. I owe her that. I owe myself that. Today, she wants to know, what's the thing you said you would never do? And what will you name her? 
So that's the longer version, a little more explanation in that um, speech. And I just, I really want to talk about this money piece because I still, since publishing this podcast, has been so hard for me. It's been a lot of self-coaching and a lot of, um, it's been a huge opportunity for me to face what that even means. And I don't know if I'll become a multimillionaire. I don't even really care. For me, the um, what that means is to keep to continue to grow into this deeper, bigger, wider, more expansive version of myself. So it may not even be about the money. I don't know. That piece will fall into place as it's meant to. Um, But it's about the expansion and the abundance and the flow and the connection and the networking and the showing up and presenting, not presenting, but like being bigger in the world. And I was actually um, listening to a client of mine today who was doing some, I do actually have a second coaching business um, called Connected Growth Coaching, and I work with a feng shui expert. And one of those, um, one of the clients in that business was doing some work in her home, and it was stirring up so many feelings about her getting bigger in the world and what did that mean and um it was growth right it's growth and so when i talk about changing our family money story and multi-millions it's really the growth that i'm talking about it's the how can i step into a little bit more a little bit more discomfort because when i prove that it's possible to do that other women do the same. How can they step into their little bit of discomfort and their next layer of growth and their next layer of expansion? And that's really the magic for me. So whatever it results in, I don't know what that will be. And I'm not too vested in figuring it out or having to know. Really practicing just allowing it to come, allowing it to unfold. Um, And that's the gift I give to my abortion clients, right? The clients who come to me because of their abortions. We step into that work and it's like, how do we allow your story to unfold? How do we allow your abortion to mean something that feels good to you? How do we help you live the life that you made your choice for, right? My choice was for growth and expansion. Um, Because I was reading Kate Northrup's book about money, it sort of like fell into the paper in that way. But what it really means is just showing up bigger, reaching more people, um, giving more value in the world. So what is that thing for you? What is the reason that you chose your abortion? Um, Maybe it was a medical reason and you will move on to have a family. Well, how do we help you do that? Maybe it was timing, bad timing, and um, you were at the beginning of a career that you want to expand, sort of the way I'm stepping into. Um, What was that reason, and how do we bring you the peace so that you can step into the power? So in this episode, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit more, but I also wanted to share some more about me (laughs) Um, because here I am um, 
inviting you to share who you are and I want to keep sharing who I am. So I met my husband in high school. Um, Things got really heated up when I left for college though. So we knew each other as mostly friends but when I left for college I missed him every single second of every single day and um, he would take long drives out to see me every weekend and I would call home crying. (laughs) It was really quite a sappy, ridiculous love story. Um, So we've known each other for a long time. We're now in our 40s. And um, I tell people that I met the perfect person, but too early. That I wouldn't trade our story for another. Um, And uh, and early was perfect. It was on time for us, but um, we really have been together a very, very long time, and it's it's amazing, and we grow stronger all the time. So I tell, um, sorry, I was just reading the same thing again. Um, we live in the same area that we met. Our high school that we met at is literally just like a few miles away, and we live in the absolute cutest little village in Massachusetts. It's completely adorable, and it's an amazing place to raise children. We bought our fixer-upper of a house, which we love and are still fixing up. (laughs) Um, Anyone who has children, um, I don't know about your story, but for us, we bought the house, and we did a lot of work in it. Um, But when the kids came, that level of work got slower and slower (laughs) and slower. Um, Yeah, we actually bought the house a year before we got married. And then one year later, we had our first child. So we were in it a couple of years before we started the fixing up. Um, And we just plug away at it a little bit here, a little bit there. um, And it works for us. We're really lucky. We happened to buy before the big housing raise um so we we just love it here um and we'll continue to work on that house probably until all of our kids are out of it (laughs) um our abortion came as a really big surprise so here we are in our little house with our little family in our lovely village Um, three kids later our kids are really spaced out so we have two teenage girls And then we have um, a six-year-old. So all of our kids were planned, shocking as it may sound, with their crazy age gap. After 20 years of safe sex, this abortion pregnancy was our first unplanned pregnancy. And when we took the first negative test, we were both so relieved. So we kind of had this feeling like, wait a second. I've had an IUD in place for two years. Um, It was my second IUD. I had one between the kids. And um, we just started both going, wait a second, something's not right. I haven't had my period for a while. Um, I'm starting to feel kind of funky. And I took a pregnancy test and it was negative. (laughs) And we were like, Oh my goodness, so relieved. We knew we didn't want another baby, but we were also both quietly thinking and pretty sure we could not follow through with an abortion. So we we were committed to like, we're done. Like we, we did our thing. We're raising these beautiful kids and we're done. And then when the unplanned pregnancy came, we were like, 
I guess we have to abort and have to's relative, right? But um secretly we were both thinking like I don't know if we can do that like I don't know if we have it in us to make that choice and so when we got the first negative test we were like so relieved and that was when we kind of confided in each other and said oh my goodness I didn't know if I could follow through with an abortion um and we were both like wow I guess we were both on that same page but it wasn't really very much (laughs) further along that I said I gotta take another test this still something still doesn't feel right and so when the second test was negative was positive and the third test was positive that's when we really had to look at the conversation again at that point we both kind of knew where we were at um, but we had to open the doors again and it was the hardest and most right decision we've ever made in the end it actually brought us a lot closer together um it brought us it it stepped us into our parenting game and our marriage game and our life game just in much bigger ways um and all of that brought us closer together being married is hard and it's amazing and raising kids is hard and amazing. And we knew that our limits, we had hit our limit on both those things. We pushing our boundaries um, would not have been good for us. And I'm pretty sure to this day that another baby would have broken us. Um, maybe not completely broken our marriage, but it. I just know in my bones that it would have sent us into many years of struggle and hardship which would not have been in the highest good for anyone involved our children that baby ourselves um the people around us it would have been really hard and sometimes when i'm caring for babies or around babies or remembering those early days i'm just so grateful that we were able to make that choice And that's the thing about abortion. From the outside, an onlooker can say, have another baby, you'll figure it out. But figuring it out isn't always in the highest good. Figuring out is survival. And we were ready to thrive. We were done with survival. We'd done our survival game. I was a stay-at-home mom many, 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 many years. And then I started working from home. But... I never had a career. I was committed to being home with the kids and figuring it out. Like I'd made that figuring it out commitment and we were still figuring it out. Like we are still figuring it out. It was paycheck to paycheck for a long time and we're still playing that game. Um, We didn't want to push that any further. Like we were ready to thrive. We were ready to be done with the figuring it out stress. And that's what we've done by saying no to that pregnancy. We've been able to breathe, right? We've had some breathing room to start planning the rest of our lives. Uh, Our girls, like I said, are in their teen years now. And I wouldn't wish abortion on them or on anyone. But as they step into these next years, I am so super grateful that we live in a place where I could make this decision and they can make this decision if they need to. Um, I am even more grateful to know that they have this choice than I was about my own because I can see how clearly like 
I've really, we have really lived a full, amazing life and life is meant to be lived consciously and fully and lack of choice in anything depletes that power. I mean, we see it all over the place. Um, lack of choice and lack of resource wrecks havoc. And so watching my girls step into their reproductive years and knowing that they live in a place where they have access means so much to me um, and to, to all young women. So as human beings, we are a product of not of our circumstances, but of our reactions to our circumstances. And I know that shit happens. And when we have good resources, we can make powerful decisions. And that's what I want for us all, is to be able to make powerful decisions, even when they're hard. And when I had my abortion, I knew that I was meant to dig deeper into the social and structural conversation around reproductive health and around these kinds of choices. There are so many amazing people and organizations out there advocating for the right to care. And now more than ever, um, that work is needed and they need your help. They need our help. They need our support um, to keep choice available. We need to keep fighting for it, um, looking at what's happening out there. It's, it's not an easy road and we're going to have to stand up for ourselves to continue to gain access, which still thousands and thousands and thousands of women don't have easy access around the country. It is, I happen to live in a place where it was super accessible and I am forever grateful to that. But there are so many people out there really pushing the limits and giving who they are and what they believe in to um, reproductive rights and I could not be more grateful. Um, but for me, it became clear that my training as a life coach and my skills and my um, strengths were setting me up to support women after abortion. Um, that so many women are having abortions and they do find that access to care, but then what? The support after um, is where I step in. And um, a huge segment of the population is looking for that care. And again, I had to find my voice. What's my voice in support? There's therapists doing this work and there's counselors doing this work and there's organizations doing this work. But what about me? So as an entrepreneur and a public voice, um, my journey evolved for the women who are wanting to and willing to explore and see exactly why they made their choice. So for a lot of times that means going back and saying, why did I make that choice? Let me feel into that and really understand that and show up and live into that. Um, there is a free webinar on my website um, at this point that anyone can access that helps you go back to that time when you made the choice and lean into it and understand how to start living that life. And um, I know that feeling when you realize that you can't go back, that you 
have this pregnancy, you've made this abortion choice, you can't go back. And so you, it's not a, one of those things we can change our minds about. And so then we have a couple choices. We can stay stuck in all the what ifs and the hows and the if onlys, um, or we can power forward in honor of that choice we made. And I'm just going to keep repeating that over and over and over again as I do this work. Because that's what's so important to me is that we move forward and we choose to thrive in honor of this choice that we made. And that um, that so many people have ad- advocated for and given their lives to our access to that choice, right? We had the access, we had the wisdom and the strength to do it, and now we can move forward in honor of all of that. Um, And that's what I can help with. It takes confidence and it takes courage um, to live life after abortion. It really does. And I'm the coach for women who aren't quite sure how to do that, but they want it. They want it the way that I've done it and they want it the way they see other women doing it. And um, they're sick of hiding and they're sick of surviving and they're ready to thrive. So... That's a little bit more about who I am and what my story is. Um, Please feel free to message me with questions. Um, Again, I'm going to continue sharing bits and pieces. I'm going to continue repeating many of the same messages over and over again um, until they reach the right people who can make that shift in their head and that shift in their perspective and be willing to say, you know what, Um, I'm going to live my best life after abortion. That's, I'm going to show up and I'm going to prove what's possible and I'm going to do it in honor of that pregnancy and in honor of everyone who made it possible for me and um, to really show the world what we're made of. So that's the work I'm going to keep doing. I made my choice and I'm going to keep living as fully as I can. And some days are better than other days, <laughs> but I'm committed to it. And I want to help you be committed to it too, because um, women come to me through this avenue, but it's really what they can create in their lives after that's magic. And um, I don't just work with women around abortion. Even when people hire me, there are many, many conversations that come back to abortion, but they're always about who are you? Who do you want to be? How are you going to get there? How are you going to live into that and lean into that and show up and move forward? Um, that's the work of life coaching is to help you understand what's happening in your brain, what's happening in your mind, what's happening in your heart. And how do you live your best life, right? Because we only get one. We each get one like this. And so how do we live it as powerfully as we can? All right. Well, that's my week of giving you a little bit more. And um, next week, I think, um, what are we talking about next week? I can't even remember, but um, I'll be back. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing rating and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice 
four.